live now. Jeremy Lee in the building and every guest that you ever needed. Sports cards after hours keep the hobby heated. Updates hobby talk like you never seen it. Sports cards live and I could ever beat it. Sports cards is a lifestyle. Sports cards and we live now. Welcome to another episode of Sports Cards Live with your host, Jeremy Lee. Whoa, we got a full screen of floating heads here. Look at all of you crazy characters. This is fun. I'm excited to uh, I'm excited to be doing this for the first time. Hobby Hangout. We've got five of my esteemed fellow hobbyist collectors and friends. <laughs> it's always it's much different when you've got six people on the screen than uh, my usual one or maybe two. But uh, guys, welcome to this first go at hobby hangout we're going to do a bit of a cardboard bazaar we got some cards that we're going to each show we're going to talk about some topics to everybody who's tuned in right now guys welcome and please bear with us as we are uh sort of experimenting with this new format for a show here on sports cards live and i reached out to five uh, people that i enjoy in the hobby and invited them on and uh and i must say that I've had a lot of people reach out and say, hey, you know, I'd like to do one of these too. And I think the list is almost 10 people already. So uh, if anyone out there would like to join one of these episodes in the future, the next one will be August the 5th. And uh, because I'm gone, out, I'm traveling for the next two weeks to uh, New York City, Atlantic City. And so uh, for that matter, there's after this weekend, there's no sports cards live or collectible live um, really until uh, early August. So who do we have here? We've got five of you. You're all on mute. Look at you guys all putting yourselves on mute. That's perfect. We got some topics to talk about. We've got some cards to show. I've got a box of SP Authentic Golf that I'm going to be cracking. I see we've got, uh, oh, there's Mitch. Mitch is one of the guys who said he'd come on. So Mitch, you're you're in the queue. Definitely in the queue. Glad that you like the idea. If you're watching on Facebook, again, don't know who you are. Uh, it's better if you watch on YouTube. If you can go to youtube.com slash live and watch on there instead of Facebook, if you're willing to, I appreciate it. Otherwise, I'm going to refer to you as anonymous Facebook user, but great to have you as well. Let's. Uh, I like you're all on mute. That's awesome. Let's go through the get the panelists one at a time really quick. Just say hello, Amit. We'll start with you. It, everyone is in here in the order that they showed up in the back room tonight. So, uh, Amit, welcome to the hobby hangout. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, I haven't been on YouTube, as some people probably have noticed my show for quite some time. So this is my uh, breaking back into the hobby live circuit. So thanks, Jeremy, for doing this. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to hanging out with all these crafty folks here. And uh, feel free to pass it on to the next person. Right on. We got next up, we have Leslie Snipes. And so everybody knows everyone's Instagram handle is in the is on the ticker right now. So if you want to reach out to any of these guys, if uh, when we get to the bazaar, if you see a card that you're interested in, you can reach out to them on Instagram. We're not going to be wheeling and dealing live on the show tonight. More or less, reach out to them on Instagram. And, uh, and if you don't have Instagram and you see something you like, just put it in the chat and we'll get you an email address or something else, something like that, even a Facebook account name. And you can reach out to these guys directly if you are so inclined. We'll see how that goes. It's, uh, you know, I, you, you know, you've got a marketplace, you've got retail, you've got all these different places. I went on Google and I looked up the synonyms for market and right there was bazaar. I said, no one's using bazaar in the hobby yet. Let's use bazaar. So that's where we came from. Les, how are you tonight, my guy? 
Doing good, man. Thanks for having me back. I, uh, I'm glad to be back. I uh, made sure I got my technical issues sorted out this time well in advance. I had, uh, I had a guy reach out to me. Um, he said, uh, guy's got a million dollar collection and he can't afford high speed internet. So time to, time to up your game. Well, good job. For this sure. is way better. You are coming yeah. through loud and clear, loud and clear. Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on. You're the most recent guest of, uh, of another uh, show on the channel to show up. So uh, good to have you. Let's, let's move along to, uh, we got Ralph also known as stammer in the house wrap around cards ralph what's going on my guy hey thanks for having me guys it's a pleasure i've been on this uh, a few times and i'm just glad to hang out uh with this panel of uh great gents and uh with the viewers as well we thank you for watching uh, sports cards live thanks but hey i appreciate the plug right there right there that's awesome we got my guy joe perot from santa cruz he's been on with me maybe more than anybody else i i, I think between the various episodes of After Hours that he's come on, um, perhaps Sports Cards Live a couple times. Joe, welcome back. Thanks, Jeremy. Hey, everybody. Great to be here. Uh, looking forward to a little hobby talk, a little show and tell, and uh, super stoked to uh, be with you all on a Friday night, mixing it up a little bit. Yeah, well, today's... Actually, let's get to Sam, and then I'll tell you why Friday night. Next up, Sam Genova. Sam is somebody who I don't think you've ever been on the channel before, but you, I met you because of the show and at the virtual sport card expo, Sam came and hang out, hung out with me for a few hours uh, during the virtual and we became buddies and set up, set up it together at the expo back in November and just a all around good dude in the hobby that I want to make sure people are aware of. So Sam, welcome to the hobby hangout. Wow. I must say that is quite the intro. I well, appreciate that. <laughs> so I'm just, it's, you know what, for myself, I've been, a lot's going on uh, my daily life with work and, you know, I'm doing this big renovation. So I'm really looking forward to tonight to kind of escape all that uh, madness and uh, hang out because it's been, uh, obviously it's an, it's uh, an honor to be on the first inaugural show. So that's uh, something very special. And uh, I look forward to hanging out uh, with, uh, what is it, five other legends here. So let's, let's, let's get rolling, man. Yeah, right on, right on. So the reason why I'm doing this show tonight on July the 15th, Friday, July 15th, is today's actually a pretty, uh, I don't know, a big day in my life. Today was my last day at my job. I am now, after today, I am officially unemployed. So I thought, you know what, I need to celebrate that. And uh, it is a bit, it is a celebration, even though it sounds like, uh, you know, I might be uh, unemployed, but, you know, I've got a few things going on and um, obviously... You know, I've managed to monetize this channel with the Collectible Live, with the PWCC shows. So I'm not, uh, me and my family, we're not going hungry, but I am I am unemployed after today. And I wanted to enjoy that day with some people. So yeah, we're here on Friday night right now. And uh, the second episode of, the, of Hobby Hangout will be Friday, August the 5th. And after that, there's no plan. I'm not saying it's going to stick on Fridays. It may, it may not. We'll see. It's just going to come down to the schedule. Let's say a quick hello. We got Mike from Eastridge. What's going on, buddy? Jeff Hart is here. Good to see you. Justin Vick. Appreciate that, Justin. My guy, Gerald, is in the house. I'll be seeing you at the National soon, Gerald. I can't wait. Triple V in the house. And Facebook user, again, don't know who you are. Guys, If you're, on, let me say this, though. If you're on Facebook, you can go to streamyard.com slash Facebook. Hit that big blue button, and it'll tell us 
who you are. I'd greatly appreciate that. Steve Elmore, what's going on? And thank you, Justin. I appreciate that. Yeah, I updated my LinkedIn today and I basically said, looking for opportunities in the world of sports cards and content. That's kind of what I want to do now. I'm, I enjoy it so much and uh, I want to put my my passion, my skills, my efforts into sports cards. So with that out of the way, guys, I have some topics to talk about. I've got a box of SP Authentic Golf to open. We've got we've got cards to show. We all have some cards that we want to be offering to the public. And again, if you see a card you like, just reach out to these guys on Instagram. We got Rich coming in the house right there. What's going on with you? What do you guys want to talk about? I got a few topics. Does anybody have a, a I know you aren't expecting this, but does anyone have a topic, a hobby topic, top of mind that you want to talk about? I'll give you five seconds for someone to speak up. If not, we'll go to one of mine. Amit, please. What's the, the sudden rush of people quitting their jobs to go into sports cards uh, uh, ventures? You and then Hannah from, uh, um, I can't remember her handle. She's now over at Golden, I believe. Hannah. Google. I, yeah. I, I was not aware of that. That's good to see. We I know that um, Adam Gray has, uh, has the Real 27 guy, has gone to join PWCC on a full-time basis. You know, with, with me, very, again, very quickly, it's not really cardboard related, but um, my company was acquired last July and my job, I'm basically the victim of synergies and business combinations. My role got, uh, I guess I got downsized, you could say, and I've known it was coming for since the beginning of the year, but we, I just sort of had to deal with my company that I'd stick on. I, I transitioned my work up to a different office, my whole department's work, and um, that's done now and, and here we are. Something that's come up hobby related. Uh, thanks for that, Amit. Something that's come up hobby related recently. This is a big topic, and I know it's kind of been beaten to death, but I want to get some of your guys' opinions. Is the Michael Jordan rookie? You know, PSA announces that they're going to be grading his 84 star number 101 card, and it's a great card. It, it's known as an XRC as far as Beckett magazine goes. Beckett, Beckett is kind of attributed with coming up with the definition of rookie card, right? Massly distributed out of a pack, licensed, all these things. More than 99 copies, or sorry, yeah, at least 99 copies printed. And it seems like that that definition has become muddied over the past several years as the card companies have gotten more creative with their checklists and all that. So Nat Turner goes on Twitter and he puts out a tweet that says, happy to announce we are now grading the star 101, which he goes on to say is Michael Jordan's true rookie card. And I mean, I think there's people that are on one side or the other, and I don't want to necessarily get into which it is. I think, I think there's good arguments for both Jared here. Uh, Gerald says the true MJ is the star. And I mean, a lot of people are going to, are going to agree with Gerald on that. Personally, I believe it's the 86th Fleer, but that doesn't matter what I think personally. I that said, I love the Star 101. I think it's extremely important and even more desirable than the than the than the 86 Fleer because it's it's rarer, it's tougher to get. There, it's just it's just a much more elusive card. So, I want to know if any of you guys are are willing and able to opine on your thoughts of really just your thoughts on the the status of a rookie card overall. Has the definition become a little foggy uh is should should the hobby be sticking to and 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 applying the definition that beckett came out with several years ago or should it should we be evolving the definition and should that star 101 become a rookie card 
versus an XRC. Go ahead, uh, go ahead Stammer. Yeah, I was just going to say, so like regarding that aspect, I think it all comes down to the collector themselves. Like that star card would be that one where an individual just looking for that one specific card and not that whole set per se. As for the 8687, right? Such a such a gorgeous set, right? So a lot of people would love to acquire that complete set. So they would deem that to be his rookie because it looks good all around instead of just having just that one card whatsoever. That's kind of like um Kind of like saying like the cross, let's say like the Crosby uh, first year Crosby rookie year, right? They have the gold parallels, right? That are numbered out of their jersey numbers, right? So you think about it, like eighty. Let's say like the Ovechkin, right? There's only eight of them, right? So the the amount of sets that you can complete is let's say let's say eight, right? I don't know who the lowest number is of that specific year, but we don't deem that to be the true uh, rookie. Right, it's kind a, of what I mean. Yeah, it, it's a it's a parallel, and parallels traditionally are not considered rookie cards. And I want to know how many of you guys agree with this comment I'm about to make, which is that the importance of the RC designation isn't as as important as it used to be. The RY designation, rookie year card, which includes all parallels and inserts, to me to me is as exciting i'm as excited to add a rookie year card as an as i am an rc and oftentimes the rcs aren't nearly as beautiful and, and creative as the other rookie year cards. so who thinks that that the rookie year card is underappreciated by the hobby or do you think that the rookie card needs to be as important as it's always been and continue to be anyone have any comments uh amit you were going to jump in before and the, oh now yeah. you hand up to agree or you want to say something yeah no i just I, I just I totally agree that I think the rookie year card, because it's it really at the end of the day it's all in the eye of the collector, right? I mean, a rookie card is spread out through multiple sets. Um, so I think the year is is for me as a collector. Uh, I don't look at one like I'm not a young gun collector, which I know that like people love, like that's what their go to is like I could care less, but I love to have multiple different rookie year cards of specific players. Like I, I go for that all day over one specific young gun or a future watch, which is considered the, the rookie card of today's standards, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. Amit, let's hear from you. So I'm going to go in a different route here. The reason I like the rookie cards and the rookie years as a seller is more avenues to sell. So it, once a rookie card becomes hot and it's unaffordable, let's say, for person X or Y, they're going to naturally go to the next one. So for me, someone like, I'll use hockey. I know uh, I'm a hockey guy, so apologies for those of you who are not hockey guys. But uh, on EPAC and OPG Platinum, for example, there's many parallels to the rookie year, right? you got the Seismic Gold. You've got the, the Emerald, Emerald Surge. So I love it for that perspective. So go ahead. Pick, you want to make XRC, extended rookie, whatever you want to name it. I don't mind it. Collecting-wise, I like getting the shorter printed parallels, in my opinion, for the rookie year. That's just my opinion. Joe or, Joe or Les, either of you have any thoughts on this uh, piece? If either of you unmute, uh, please go ahead. I'm, I'm excited that PSA has made the decision to grade. 
star cards. Um, as someone who's sort of collected car, uh, star cards or been aware of star cards since the early 90s, um, I kind of recall this conversation for, I guess, decades now. Um, I don't think it's important necessarily to change the nomenclature. I'm fine with XRC and RC, and I love both cards. Um, I'm curious to see how PSA handles the other star versions, and um, I don't have the deep pockets to be able to afford the 101, but I do have other other Jordans in the star uh, arsenal, if you will, and I'm... Uh, you know, I, those are prized cards for me because, um, one, I've had them for quite some time and two, um, they do take me back to sort of a nostalgic time. I think the photograph obviously of the 86, 87 Fleer Jordan is far more iconic with Jordan flying through the air. The 101 is, um, maybe not as majestic, but nonetheless, I feel like what the star offers, um, in terms of just anyone that was aware of the star card back then there's something i don't know a little a, l a little uh refreshing about not an iconic but something maybe authentic if you will and i know that you know, we could talk about pack pulled um if if you've been around the hobby long enough or in 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 the early 90s late 80s you've probably seen the bags that they've come in they're still around some of them are you know, graded and whatnot, but um, it was just a different form of dissemination. And so um, if we're going to hold that against a particular issue, I think that's, I don't think it's the card's fault that it came, uh, it, it was uh, released in the way it was. And so it, it still excites me. And um, I think it's good for the hobby that PSA has finally acknowledged that we can grade these cards effectively, because I know there's a lot of paranoia about fakes and um, different, um, you know, release times where where there may have been extended runs um, post the actual 1984 release. But nonetheless, I think there are um, people knowledge enough, knowledgeable enough with the release to um, make it uh, safe for us to collect these cards. And that's that's uh, that's all I really care about is collecting the cards. Yeah, I mean, it. I agree. There's something authentic about it because it is an earlier issue it is licensed it's an earlier issue of mj it's an earlier image of him i believe uh so that's that's pretty cool and a friend of mine made a great point in favor of the star 101 card that i had never really thought of before because the argument that was that was um put to him was well what about all these other regional regionally issued cards of players that no one's really aware of that would like maybe there's an earlier Ken Griffey Jr. card. There's an earlier Wayne Gretzky card, you know, but but what his retort was to that, which really caught my eye. And this is I'm talking about Frankie 3500. What he ended up saying was, but nobody else was making basketball cards at the time. Those are the only basketball cards that were issued during those years. So it's not like 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 there's another uh, set made by Fleer that didn't have MJ in it. It, or, or a fully licensed, more traditional card distribution company. So that really caught my eye. That really, that's, that was for me something that I, that I'd never considered before and makes me kind of think about my position, my personal position that I don't, I don't project out onto the hobby or anybody else. Again, that I believe the 86 Fleer is the true RC, but I definitely understand people's positions on, on the other side. So 
yeah, there's all, let's have a look at some, unless Les, you haven't spoken on this topic. Do you have any thoughts on it? I know you're not so much a rookie card guy, but I'm still curious on your thoughts. Yeah. I mean, like I'll pardon my ignorance, but I don't even know what the star Jordan looks like, to be honest. Um, but you know, with, with that being said, I, I don't think it's really going to change much. I mean, guys who are dropping 250 K for a Jordan PSA 10, I mean, are those cards all of a sudden going to drop in value because they're not the true rookie card anymore? Like, and you bring up the Gretzky card. Like, if they say that Indianapolis Racers is his new rookie card, I mean, are guys going to go out in droves and drop a hundred k for him? Probably not. Um, and then the more mod, the more modern stuff. Like, I I know a lot of collectors, some of the multi-sport guys. Let's let's take the fifteen sixteen McDavid year for example. They're calling the scripted swatches and the honorable numbers, you know, auto rookie patches, which I don't necessarily agree with. I still think it's as, you know, 99. That's the main one. I mean, the other ones are cool, but do I consider them rookies? Not really. They're, yeah, I, I think you're right. I don't consider them rookie cards. I consider them rookie year cards. And I consider rookie year cards to be almost if not as important as a rookie card. And that's a new thing for me in the last, I don't know, I've been talking about that and sharing that thought of my head for at least a year now. So, but I appreciate those thoughts. Definitely. Let's uh, let's go to some comments we have in the chat. Lots there. Thanks everybody for joining. Jordan says the mantle 51 versus the 52. To me, that's cut and dry. The 51 Bowman is the rookie card. The 52 tops is the first tops card. You can't have a rookie in a set if that company wasn't making baseball cards in that year, but another set, another company was. But again, it doesn't take any, it doesn't take away the importance of the 52 tops. I actually consider the 52 tops mantle to be the most iconic card in the whole hobby. I have my top four. I had to think about this recently. I've got Mickey Mantle, Honus Wagner, T206, 86 Fleer Jordan, and 79 Opeachy Gretzky. To me, those are the four most iconic card in the hobby but we have to then understand what the word iconic means it doesn't mean important it doesn't mean most valuable it means the card that represents the hobby the most what what is the most recognizable in in the mainstream and i believe those four are my thoughts anyone feel differently or have anyone any card that you would add to that list of four maybe you have an idea that what might be the fifth i mean hey I'm, i got one for you if i may Unless someone unmutes and has and wants to say it, but I think I know what might be number five. Should I say it? Ami? Go, go for it. Now you go first. 89 upper deck, Ken Griffey Jr. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> you should have said it. You should have guessed. <laughs> well, that's pretty good. That's it's pretty good because it's an iconic card in many ways, many different ways. Yes, I agree. Well, it's one of those cards that if you grew up. And you were in the hobby during the junk wax era, like 88 yeah. to 94. You coveted that card. Doesn't matter where you lived, what sport you collected. That card, the first card ever mm -hmm. in the very first set upper deck ever released. Yeah. To me, that's pretty important. It's their number one card in their very first set. I mean, sure, there were promos that came out before that, but that's a pretty cool card. Joe, you're you're uh, you're in Santa Cruz. What is your opinion on on that? On Ken Griffey Jr.'s uh upper 89 upper deck being like among the most iconic cards in the whole hobby well before i answer that i wanted to just acknowledge what les said about how some people may have some sort of misgivings about something being presented as the new rookie card or or being ushered in into the preeminent spot of a, a player issue and I, I i have heard that subsequent to nat turner's you know 
releasing this information. And I think that's an important thing. That, that's an important consideration in the hobby. Um, simply because PSA is deciding to grade something does not necessarily mean that we are elevating star over FLIR or, or you know, people get to the market gets to decide what, what's going to represent that. And I, I think there's been a, a, a few people that have um, been taken a little bit aback by um, this news being released, maybe because they're fans of the 86, 87. So um, in any case, that, that I just think that's important to acknowledge how, how market and um, sort of the, the monetization element of the hobby and the, and people, you know, having holdings, um, how that's going to have an effect on, on what they're seeing and how they're responding to this news. Um, as far as the 89 Griffey, I, I know I'm, that was the card people were trying to get out of the packs, uh, 89 upper deck. I mean, it was a perfect formula, um, card number one, issue number one. Um, I'm all for, I, I, I guess I'm not as knowledgeable as I thought. Is there a few 88, 87? Is there like Bellevue or Tacoma, some kind of minor league issue? I, I really don't know. Um, what I do know is that I finally got an 89 Upper Deck Griffey um, just because uh, I had to have it in my collection. It's not a particularly, you know, I think it's actually like an eight or something. It presents nicely for an eight, but it is really nice to have that in your collection just to pull out from time to time and, you know, kind of, take a, a walk down memory lane and it's a beautiful and iconic card. Exactly. It's one of those cards like the Gretzky rookie, like the Jordan Fleer, maybe the Mike Trout tops update, the, the Kobe rookie, the 96 tops Chrome. You know, these are cards that you, they're not scarce by any means. They're not rare by any means. You can find a hundred different copies on eBay any day of the week, Com C, PWCC, wherever you want, you'll find copies of these cards. But like you said, Joe, it's there's still something about having one because it's nostalgic and uh, really nostalgic. Amit, we're going to go to you, then we're going to go to some comments. Yeah, so really quickly, the that card in the graded form is what the one of the first cards I know is just before the pandemic that was booming. So that was the one I remember, like just before the boom. I'm like, that's the card that caught my attention. So it's interesting that not only is iconic from a card perspective, it was iconic for probably at the time when the hobby grew leaps and bounds. So that's a, a point to take. Yeah, good point. All right, let's go to some comments. Uh, Jim says the 86 Flair is the rookie. Star 101 is XRC. Been like that for a long time. And we can't argue that it's been like that for a long time. But, and listen, I'm in the 86 Flair camp, but I'm also in the willing to evolve and, and uh, you know, take in new information and maybe that sort of, that's the camp I'm also in. So just because it's been like that for a long time doesn't mean it has to stay like that. Another point is that when the definition of rookie card was first written, defined by the, the fine folks at Beckett, there was no internet. There was no ability to really find things and widely distribute them. Now, I mean, outside of the, you know, the, the, the real distribution channels from manufacturer to distributor and so forth. What I'm getting at is nowadays with the star 101, like who cares that it wasn't widely distributed? You can find one anytime you want, pretty much. Just go on any online marketplace. It's so much easier now to disseminate cards around the world via the internet that maybe the current definition is a little bit antiquated. I'll let you guys think about that while we go through a few more comments here. Uh, Jim says, and this is this I completely agree with, because PSA starts grading star doesn't mean it's a rookie card. No, it doesn't. And and 
you know, Nat Turner's tweet is it's really meaningless just because he's, you know, he's just one opinion. Anyone on here can say an opinion. It's as valid as his opinion is. It doesn't matter that you are extremely wealthy or own collectors and PSA. That doesn't give you the, put you in the position to tell the hobby what a rookie card is and isn't. Uh, Justin Vick says rookie year is growing on me. I think that makes sense. Mike at Eastridge agrees rookie year is important and people are missing out on great cards only looking for a true rookie card. Yeah, there's so many awesome cards out there that people are just overlooking. Skeppy wants to know if Steve Taft is involved with PSA. I've heard that he is now, but that's rumor. That's totally hearsay. I can't back it up with anything concrete. Gerald learned this year that there are three star cards considered the rookies, the 101 being the top dog, the 195 gold medalist, and the 288 rookie of the year. Now, this contradicts one of the other reasons I've heard for the 86 for the 84 star being the rookie, which is that, well, the first card to come out is the rookie card. Anything after that is not a rookie card. Well, so then what is the rookie card? Is it the 101? If it is, then the 195 and 288 are after that in the set, so they can't be the rookie card. So if people arguing that star has the rookie card, but they also think that the first card has to be the rookie card of a player ever produced. I see a bit of a contradiction there. It's not a complete contradiction, but I definitely see a, a contradiction there. Um, I like this. Justin Vick is putting together a Clyde Drexler binder as we speak and uh, doesn't have any star cards. Bink Scott, hard to believe people are just discovering the star cards, but they're, I understand that they are because if you're newer to the hobby, if you didn't collect basketball, yeah, you're probably just discovering them now. Matt Chang says... Uh, this is on the the all-time. So we're switching now back to the all-time uh, kind of most iconic card. And he says, the 51 Parker Scordy Howe could be. I don't think so, Matt. And I'll tell you why. It's just not a card that many people love the aesthetics of. And I almost think the 54 top Scordy Howe is more iconic than the 51 Parkers. But that's, a, that's another discussion. Um, let's stop there. Let's go to the panel. Who's got something to say about any of this? I've uh, been talking quite a bit, so I don't want to take all the, the air. But what I like about this conversation is it's almost like, why is there air? And what sound does a tree make when it falls in the forest, right? So I love it because it keeps people talking and it doesn't ever go away. There's no answer to it, right? So if anything, it's a great conversation starter in the hobby, right? So, And it happens in every show when you're talking about, you know, cards in your display cases. Inevitably, well, I don't know. That's not really his rookie. Oh, there we go again. It's going to start the conversation. So I appreciate that it doesn't die. It keeps it fresh. And I love the fact that new peaks, people are coming into the hobby. And I try to push or think outside of the, the cardboard box uh, of what is a rookie card. But I, I hope that it keeps, keeps pushing it. So I have no issue with any of it. And I think all the opinions are great. Agreed. Yeah, I, I'm, I don't really care what the hobby says. I don't care what any specific person in the hobby says about this, the, the, the Jordan issue. I'm more interested in the fact that that star one Oh one is an important card. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a unique card. It's scarce. It's, it's tough to find in good condition. They're mostly off centered. It's just a wonderful card. So, I mean, who cares if it has the rookie year, the, the RC designation, because where who's in charge of the RC designation? Nobody owners of the card are in charge of it. Correct. That's it. There's no regulation on this. So the other the other thing I'd throw in, Jer, is the uh, I mean, even even the notion that the rookie card is the card we should all be desiring 
deserves at least a little pause. Um, and, and as a vintage collector, that's often what we were left with is the rookie card. But occasionally there might be a card with, you know, two or three other uh, athletes on it or, or something that maybe is a little less aesthetically pleasing to us. And we may prefer a second or third year card, even in the vintage times that um, presents more nicely at a, an, a, a very high grade. So you, you get the scarcity. Um, as we move into the modern world, um, I think more and more, you know, inserts, parallels uh, have, have come to be more important at times than just simply a rookie card, right? So I've always, I mean, when I came back, I've, I've you know, come and gone from the hobby at various moments. And when I came back more recently, um, maybe in the 2015 time, I, I resisted the idea that I needed to just go out and get a basic rookie card that that made no sense to me when there was so much cool stuff coming out with patches, you know, uh, autos, you know, really um, amazing uh, inserts. And I was going back into the 90s and discovering some of the Jordan inserts. So I just I, I get a little um, resistant to the idea that because I'm a collector, I need to have the rookie card. And I know that part of your collecting you know, DNA, Jeremy, is to get the rookie card, but oftentimes that's that's really vintage stuff that we're talking about. And I know you you branch out into others. So I just think that's part of the conversation as well. Yeah, completely agree. Totally agree. Amit, you're off mute. Oh, go ahead, Ralph. Yeah, I just gonna say, like as as you guys were stating, it's kind of like a, a different um categories between the two. Like as you're saying, for vintage, you only have select few that you would actually deem a rookie card let's just say right versus like two let's say like two different years as per like now there's so much product of that specific year so many rookie cards coming out so it all comes down to us as uh, the collectors itself to see what we enjoy to collect and what we would invest uh, our money into right so it, it pretty much gives us all an opportunity to have a rookie card of some sort but it just comes down to what level do we want to be on on getting that specific uh addition right yeah you, agree. you know I what's mean, interesting about the rookie designation we're talking about in the context of sports right so i actually collect a lot of non-sports so the 1990 i think impel marvel cards they actually put rookie on some of those cards like ghost rider rookie so you can see how important it was to designate something as a rookie to make it credible and authentic, right? Now, on the converse side, and Jeremy, I haven't talked to you in a while about this, but you're, you collected music cards. So there's a Dutch gum series, like where's the rookie card fall on all this? And a debate on that side is probably way more intense than it is on the sports side, right? But it's a smaller audience. So... Sorry, you were going to show something, Jeremy? Well, I just I just got a, a recent uh, music card. Just to, this just came in this week, and if I can, maybe I don't know. I'm going to have to play with this for a second. Let's see if I can make myself uh, bigger for a moment. I don't know how to do this. I'm not good at. Uh, there we go. Um, so this just came in the mail this week. It's a 1972 Panini Pink Floyd. I don't know if it's the if it's a rookie card. I don't even care. I just love the card. I think it's so cool. And, uh, and it's a Panini, which is awesome, from 1972. Happens to be my birth year. I just think it's awesome. Like, that's just wicked. So 
anyway, just you, you mentioned music cards of meat, so I had to show out my music card. No, that that was really good. And then the other one, the other one to mention regarding rookie again, is also um, is in soccer or football. Sorry, is the whole um, the name is escaping me. Um, Star crack or something, mega crack. I can't remember. Mega cracks, mega yeah. crack. Yeah, right. There's a whole debate there, right? Where it's the true rookie card, like the Cristiano Ronaldo, I believe, is in mega cracks versus the, I believe, the product that Upper Deck put out, the Manchester United set. Is that the true rookie? So there's a conversation there too. So it doesn't just stick to the sports that everyone thinks it sticks to. Non-sport, you know, rock and roll. Well, let the debate rage. Let's keep. Yeah. Let's, let's keep it going. Agree. I'm all. For, I'm all for that. A couple more comments here. Bink uh, says, "Does anyone know why they thought it was necessary to designate a card rookie card if the player had already been in the league for years?" And the reason is, is uh, for to answer Bink's question is just go look at the definition of a of rookie card in Beckett's magazine, and, and that'll explain it to you pretty clearly. Peep says, uh, "Can't get into Star. I was there. No packs. Random distribution. Just not credible." I mean that you know that's a that's a fair opinion. I I think it's a fair opinion, and uh, he raises some reasons why they don't fit into the typical rookie card uh, definition. Uh, Mervin, welcome to the show. Says would love to see how many how many people will gamble and crack their Beckett slab out for PSA because Beckett's been grading Star for a while. PSA's only started, and I imagine they've only started recently because they've somehow done a deal with Steve Taft, who is known as the expert in star cards. I think he worked for them for star back in the day. So he's the go-to guy in terms of determining if a card is authentic or not uh, from, from star. Uh, Let's see what else we got here from you guys. Uh, Jeff Hart. It'll be interesting to see how difficult PSA grades them crossovers with a minimum grade could become a challenge. Definitely. And Mitch says, I feel like star cards are as credible as cards that came in cracker jacks or cigarette boxes. And those are some darn credible cards, right? So there's art. You can go all day. Let's stop with this because it's, uh, I think we've had a great discussion, but I think what, I think the for me, the, the ultimate takeaway is just decide for yourself and don't worry what everybody else thinks. Really? <laughs> the cards, the star card is awesome. And the cool, you know, pictures him grabbing a rebound. You don't, all of his cards are him going in for a dunk or, you know, just taking a shot, whatever it is, he's never on the defense. And that's kind of one of the cool things about the card itself. All right, guys. So another topic I want to talk about, and I'm going to start opening this, and then we'll get into showing some cards that we all have uh, available for sale. But this one, this next one, if we could just have a show of hands, who here uses ComC to buy and or sell cards? Four of the six of us. All right. So lesson, Joe, that you might, you know, you may not have as much to add, but you might have some, some, some questions sort of thing about this. And the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm asking the question, bringing it up is because I recently in Edmonton submitted a ton of cards to ComC and I've had great success with it. I've sold hundreds of cards and built up my store credit. And, um, and I'm finding now that my, my inventory that I have, that I, that I can have available for sale is it's it's always I always have too much I and I you know I, I got to get on the airplane to go to shows I can't pack it all there's too much stuff and I'm always trying to find ways to you know minimize what I need to carry with me and so one of the ways was after Edmonton I realized just give stuff to Com C they will sell it for me 
And, uh, you know, for stuff that is of Com C style, you know, some things, big, big cards, I usually give to PWCC to sell in their vault. Smaller stuff goes to, uh, goes to Com C. And I went through all my stuff a couple nights ago and I, I ended up with two boxes. Well, two groups. Each group is in two boxes. Two boxes are going to Com C and other two boxes are my show inventory. And those are where I'm going to show some cards from uh, tonight. But it was a painful exercise to make these decisions. What card goes to Com C? What card sticks with me? And might come to a trader night, come to the national, be in my showcases at Expo. And I guess the reason I'm asking is like, how do some of you guys decide how to, you know, for those of you that don't only have PC, Les, I know you're pretty heavy PC. You don't have a lot of extra cards that are traders or for sale. Um, Joe, you've got a mix. Amit, you've got ton for sale. Ralph, you've always got traders. Sam, you've got a lot of stuff that you've had at the, you had at our booth at, at Expo back in November and again without me in June. Um, but how do you guys decide what cards you want to, what cards, first of all, you want to keep for yourself versus sell? And then how do you decide how you want to sell them? Do you want to send them to a consignment service or do you want to keep them on, on your uh, person so that you can take them to card shows? Does anybody want to kick us off with that sort of a topic less. So yeah, just out of curiosity, how, how is Com C better or different than eBay? Why Com C instead of eBay? Yeah, well, for me, it's simply because Com C does all the work. I do none of the work. I give them my card. I price it once they, once they process it. And then I step away and I don't ship it. I don't have to worry about eBay issues with it. Um, they did a great, they did a great service for me. And the other really nice thing is that you can very easily have your card that is on on com c moved on to ebay either as a buy it now or at auction and com c's got you know almost a million feedback you know they're well known and respected in the hobby their shipping times have really gotten better over the last year and so to me it's just you know and and their rates are very good so to me for cards in that like 15 to you know 500 and that's high but 15 to say 200 more for most people to me they're a great a great service anything over that to me would be a pwcc type of card and what's their cut jeremy so to list a card on ebay when you submit it to them you have to use their elite service which costs two dollars and then they charge you you get all the proceeds from the auction minus $3.50 up to 100 and then over 100 it it starts to go up a little bit you know by by the whatever that rate is i don't even know but if you sell a card i had a couple of cards sell for 15 bucks and i paid $2 to submit it 350 to uh to list it or 350 commission so you know 550 on 15 doesn't sound great but let me tell you these are cards that don't have room in, in my suitcase to a card show and i'm not going to sell them any other way so I'm happy to get something out of them and put that money back into something else later. I mean, you've got a ton of Com C experience. What do you think? Uh, typically, I segregate my cards, so I only use Com C at shows. So I don't use too many other services, like like Jeremy was mentioning PWCC or whatnot. So I segregate it to my display cases are cards that would be more commonly asked for or goats per se, right? I'll bring those with me. So less is more for me in that regard. Everything else goes to Comp C unless it's not worth sending. The sweet spot for me is 15 to $200. Those 
Those are yeah. those are the cards you you send the comps, or at least I will send the comps. See, and the advantage is they do all of the work, and they're at all the shows. All I got to do is bring it to them, and they take care of the rest. Right? Um, everything is is self contained in in the and in, in the site itself. You want to pay your fees there, your listings there. Everything's done and is a one stop shop. The only thing that would make it a little bit better if they can get their grading surf grading submission services back. But other than that, they're phenomenal. So mine's fairly straightforward from that perspective. The other part of the question you asked me about PC, my PC really is, is like the poor man Jeremy's uh, version of, of the cards. I go after the other rookie cards and stuff like that. So I look after those goats. Um, but my uh, uh, the rest of it is Comp C and the rest of it is show. So I'll stop there. I'll let someone else chime in. Uh, Ralph, you want to go? Yeah. I would say, yeah, Comsty is great too. Like even if you're, like when you're selling, and then the the fees go right into your Comsty account, right? You're not paying uh, any additional fees on top of there, so it, it works to your benefit because there's probably going to be something, maybe not at that exact time, but down the road, something you'll be chasing, and then when you purchase that specific item, you're not paying tax or anything on that right so it's kind of a, a give and take kind of ordeal but it's very very beneficial i would say yeah i no doubt and this isn't uh you know com c is no no one from com c is on here it's just i literally have been have been logging into my account more than ever over the past uh month or so because i've just got new cards listed a lot of com, what they call a com c monopoly when you're the only one with that card on there and uh, and the cards are the cards have been moving uh, quite nicely for me. So and I'm noticing a lot of my cards are selling to people who relist them for more than I sell them for on there. And they're they're more patient. They're willing to wait it out. And me, you picked up a couple for me and gone <laughs> the flip route yourself because you you know you're more you're as you said earlier to me you're more patient than I am. Whereas I'm just looking to kind of churn out some of this what to me is kind of older inventory and just redeploy those funds into something for my personal collection. Or something else that I can enjoy more in my showcase at a, at a card show. So, okay, go ahead. Let okay, me... I want to. Uh, I just want to Justin's comment here. We survived that uh, debate about the Jordan rookie without any broken beer bottles, which would have only been Sam. I see Sam swigging back a brew. Uh, Chris Hoge in the house says, "Joe's Perot smile." Oh, I'm sorry. Did you already see it, Joe? I didn't mean to ruin it for uh, for Chris there. Chris, thanks for tuning in, and good to see you. Justin Vick says, not a show dealer, but I would think Com C inventory competes with bargain bin shoebox cards. I think you're probably right, but there's something to be said about bargain bins at, at card shows. They do very well. People love them. What do you got to meet? That's true. Uh, the only nuance is uh, some of those bargain bin cards will actually sell for more at shows than they will on Com C because some of them are pennies on the dollar because you they're they're in the epac platform but other than that you're better off it's it's card shows going to those dollar boxes and i have to say dollar boxes are the best things since sliced bread there's nothing i love more than getting a four lane box pulling up a chair and going through it that's like it's like the best thing nice all right guys i'm going to open it up to all of you joe you're off mute so go ahead in a moment i'm just going to let y'all know i'm going to start opening this box of sp authentic golf which i've always wondered are boxes that have been opened, is there anything collectible about them when you've got a beautiful picture of Tiger Woods on there? Like, is this not a, is this flattened out or the top panel cut out? 
Is that something that would make it? Amit's shaking his head like, Jeremy, you are you are crazy. What are you even talking about? But I mean, it's hard to just put this in the garbage. It's so nice. Yeah, flip it up. Hey, flip it up. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna start opening up these packs. But uh, Joe, I think you you came off mute to say something. Please. Oh, just giving a shout back to Chris um, Hoj. What's up? And also, um, yeah, I mean, Com C. I've used uh, Com C off of eBay at various moments, and I've actually found that they ship quickly, and I'm happy with the deals. I'm happy with the service, and so. To me, it's a, a value add to the whole hobby that they they seem to be, um, you know, out of arrears in terms of, um, you know, the timing. And, and I, I think it's just another sort of lever in the hobby that's helpful for, for both collectors and, and, and transactions overall. So to me, it's it's uh, I'm happy. I know you've had um, on, on the show before, Jeremy, the the the, the main guy there at ComC and, you know, we've sort of seen the tide turn. So to me, that's, that's positive. Yeah. Tim Getch is uh, the, the, the founder, the CEO, and uh, he's been on a couple of times really to deliver updates to the audience on what's going on there. Cause they had all those challenges during COVID. And I remember he came on and he said like, we are going to, we are going to accomplish this by the end of 2021. He came on and said, we accomplished it. And I haven't seen nearly the complaints about them that we used to see recently go ahead and meet they are actually i'm on comp c every hour half hour guys so let's let's be real so i i'm on this like day trading um they have increased not only their shipping they've increased uh, the processing like stuff that should have taken three months are now being loaded on the comp c um the customer service has gotten way better um so overall they they're winning and i always thought they would win and uh, i'm glad to see that they're continuing to turn out what they're turning out and it's only gonna get better from here i don't work for them just for the record no just for the record none of us do they're not sponsoring this or anything yeah. like that we're just uh sharing our thoughts on a company that we are finding value from in the hobby and uh with all the pessimism and negativity that's in the hobby it's nice to sometimes uh throw some some pause, some, I don't know, kudos to, uh, to those who are kind of going about their business and trying to make things better. So I've opened a whole bunch of these packs so far. I've had nothing really great to show. I don't know a lot of these names in the first place, but I, you know, there's a nice, nice card of the bear there. Jack, uh, Jack Nicholas, just a base card, but, uh, an Annika Sorenstrom. Yeah. No, just, these are, these are actually an Arnold Palmer. These, this is SP Authentic Golf. This is uh, 20, doesn't even say the year. doesn't even say the year on the box. I believe it's 2021, and that's uh, Morikawa Rookie Year, I think, is in that one. I Thank you for that. I am I am looking at the box. It There is no date on this box. <laughs> You'll have to guess. Well, the only date is on the back right there in the small print. It does say 2021, but... Um, that's tough on shop dealers and customers who are like, what year is that from? That's a bit of a miss by Upper Deck. Uh, if anyone there is watching, uh, try and put the dates on the boxes moving forward, guys. Please, that'll that help uh, help a lot of us, I'm, I'm sure. Must we have probably just didn't been... know when it was going to get printed, so lift the date off. That's a good point. That's yeah. a good point right there. That's a good point right there for sure. So why don't we uh, why don't we 
unless listen the 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 chat has slowed down since we stopped talking about the uh the jordan card the jordan cards but uh why don't we move on to the the bizarre portion the cardboard bazaar again it's just a synonym for market that i found that i didn't think was being used yet in the hobby so um why don't we show some cards that we want to and listen we can show cards that you guys have that are available for sale these are cards that are available for trade maybe even the odd card you just want to share that just came in a mail day for your pc feel free to, to show those as well and um we can kick it off is any are any of you guys ready to do that at this point i am but let's uh less less hasn't talked much so maybe less do you want to you want to go first and maybe show some of your stuff just to, to diversify the the conversation yeah you know I, I was telling jeremy a bit earlier that like everything i i pretty much have i've i've done the consolidated mission and all 45 cards i have left are essentially pc but the the, the way it kind of works is like i mean like most of you probably do i i have a hierarchy of cards i value and desire the most you know and then and then it it kind of works its way down so if i see a card um, you know, that that's one of my more desirables and I need the funds to get it. I, I look at, you know, what I desire the least and, uh, I try to sell those and use those funds to get the bigger chases. So if I do happen to beat, uh, Sam or Ralph to a, a Gretzky Oilers limited logo and I need funds, um, these are probably the six cards that'll be the next to go. Um, and I just want to, I want to highlight something you just said last, because I think it's yeah. really good advice or instructive to anybody who's watching, who, you know, may not have a lot of experience selling cards or paring down your collection is, you know, you, you, what you said last is you go through and you look for the cards that you, I forget how you worded it, but that you like the least or that you'll be able to, you know, I forget how you said it, but that's what you need to do. If you want to, if you want to sell cards to buy cards versus just dipping into the bank account all the time. You, that's all you do. It's as simple as that. What cards are you going to be able to live without the easiest and make yeah, those and available? Like I said last show, I mean, it wasn't that I, I stopped liking vintage. It's just those were the cards that I didn't, um, you know, like as much as the others that I had in my PC. So, yeah, so those three, uh, sorry, those six cards that I I would consider moving if I, if I do need the funds. Um, they're, they're still really nice cards, and I'll have a hard time parting with them, but um, I got this triple auto here. So the, the GOAT triple auto, the best triple auto you can you can get player-wise for hockey. So I've got that version. So what what what? who's on it? What year is it? What's the brand? All that. What's the grade? So th this is 0708 OPG Premier Trios Gretzky How or it's, uh, it's an 8.5 with a 10 auto. And it's got Opeachy in the brand, which is pretty cool. It's Opeachy Premier, which came out for a few years in, in that era. On-card yeah. autograph, Gretzky, Howe, and Bobby Orr. Like Joe, like, like, like Les said, no one's going to argue that is the best triple auto you can get in hockey. No doubt about it. So right, I got a couple, got? Couple, diff couple different versions of that. So I got this version. This is 10-11 uh, SP Authentic, same three players. Cool. And that's graded a nine. And then nice. I got uh, the 0809 OPG Premier version of the three of them. I think that's my favorite. It's just so colorful and beautiful. Yeah. Nice trio of trios, Les. 
Yeah, and then the last three, um, you know, I'm I'm on the fence. I, I love scripted squatches. Scripted swatches because they're mem, but I know they're not very desirable to uh, to a fair portion of high-end collectors because they, they don't like the on-material auto. So I got this one that I know Sam's eyed up a few times. It's from 0708 The Cup, uh, Gretzky Hal. Very nice. That's out of five, right? That is out of five, yeah. Oh six, oh seven, the cup. Sorry, not oh seven, oh eight. Right. And then I got the uh, Gretzky Lemieux, also out of five from oh seven, oh eight. Dang, I love the both multicolored patches too. Yeah. Beautiful. And then I got the uh, the one from McDavid's rookie year, uh, fifteen sixteen, with Gretzky. Ooh, I pulled one of those back in the day. What'd you do with it? I sold it to uh, Mark Bonavita out in out on out on out in New York. How much, man? Oh, four thousand, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, that was you know that was back in like uh, probably late sixteen. I, th I think the last comp on on one oh. of these was around twenty two, twenty four, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's probably the best card I've ever pulled, and the one that I, of course, one of many I wish I could uh, get back. But that them them's the breaks, right? Yeah. Maybe, we, maybe we shouldn't have let Les go first. I know. <laughs> I wanted to ask Les something real quick. Those first three that you were showing with the triple autos, are those all on card? They're they're all on card, yeah. And I, I've 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 been tracking down all the different variations, and I, I think there's about eight different ones. So I was trying to get all eight, and I've just I've hit a roadblock, man. They're so I hard to find. I just want to say, I mean, it's exceptional to get even, you know, I think it, those were like a lot of them were like in the 8.5 range, which when you think about three different athletes or three different moments of signing, that's that's a pretty exceptional grade. And then the 10 autos that really uh, shows up nicely. So uh, kudos sure, to yeah. you for tracking those down. Thank you, man. Thank you. Les, I want you to run. I'm going to do this now. And uh, thanks to Terry for pointing it out. I'm going to make you big and I'm going to ask you to show those cards one more time for about you know, three or four seconds each. Sure, yeah. Uh, hold on, let me figure out how to make that happen here. I don't use this, there we go, there we go. Yeah, you're on, you're, you're, you got the big screen now. Oh, that's much better. There we go, Triple Auto, Gretzky, Howe, Bobby, Orr from Opeachy. Try and tilt the top of the card towards your screen next time, it might show up a little bit better. Or not. There's another triple, same three guys, Gretzky, Oren, Howe, SP Authentic. Nine. You know, just, just speaking to, to Joe's comment about the grade, I've, I've seen a 9.5 in this version. Amazing. Yeah. What's that one numbered to? Uh, this one's numbered to 35. That's a, that's a healthy number. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, is it just me or do people think about the sequence? Like, in other words, did Wayne get to see Bobby's signature or did Bobby get to see Wayne's signature? Yeah, yeah, that's a good know. question. Someone at Upper Deck will know, but we don't know. Okay, and then here are the scripted swatches really quick. Oh, what a card. Yeah, it's hard to see, but uh, there is a McDavid auto in silver on the orange patch there. There's a Gretzky Lemieux. That's out of five from, uh, I forget what year, 0708? Uh, yeah. 
I, I think the last public comp on this one, it was, uh, I think it was a one color Lemieux and a two color Gretzky or vice versa. And it did uh, 15 US wow. on uh, PWCC. Very nice card. Very nice. And the Gretzky Gordy Howe from 0607, the cup, second year cup right there. So just re really quick, uh, funny story. So I was going to actually auction three of these cards uh, just to test the market. So I, I was speaking to uh, Dave Amerman with, with Golden and uh, we, we had the contract all drawn up. I was going to auction this and I was going to auction this. And I was going to auction this. And I, I think I even talked to you, Sam. Yeah. You know, like if I was making making the right move, you know, trying to to sell these cards. And uh, you were trying to talk me out of it. So anyways, I had the cards all packaged up. I was at the FedEx Depot. It was my turn. I, I went up to the line. And I, I couldn't give the lady the box. I just, I couldn't do it. Oh, man. I was like, hey, just, just, just give me a couple more minutes. Sorry, I'm not ready. So I went around the corner and I started texting people. I texted Sam. I'm like, hey, man, am I doing the right thing? You know, texted a couple other buddies. I was there for 45 minutes just around the corner trying to decide what to do. And obviously, I walked out of the store and kept my cards. That, so that I applies. I pissed, off, I pissed off some golden peeps that day, but uh, whatever, man. I don't care. <laughs> Honestly, you got, you got your yeah. cards. Honestly, yeah. that applies to five dollar cards and fifteen million dollar cards. I've done that with three dollar cards. I'm like, I no, no, bye. Yeah, you're right, Amit. You, Amit makes a. I think that's a really important point there. That you know, it's not just on fifteen thousand dollar cards. This this that applies to three dollar cards. I've got three dollar cards that are not available. They're not for sale. I just there's something about them that I love, and I want to I want to keep them. All right, Les, thanks for kicking off the uh, the Cardboard Bazaar. And uh, if anyone wants to reach out to him, if anyone is in the market for a card like that, reach out to Les. Uh, Leslie Snipes 187 on Instagram is where you will you will find him. But you, you better have a Gretzky Oilers Limited logo or don't waste your time. Yeah, there you go. Hard to pry those from his hands. All right, Ralph, I think you were going to go next. So uh, you got some cards to show. Yeah, sure. I can go next. And before you start, I'm just going to say that I opened up the whole box of SP Authentic Golf. Here's the spoils. And um, it, it says on the box, it says pull two autographs for box. You can see it right there. I got zero autographs in this box. Legit. Zero, auto, zero autographs. So I'm a little surprised by that. But I guess it's going to happen once every however many hundreds thousands even of boxes that you just completely missed the odds i don't know but zero autographs in this particular box so you got a one of one you got a one of one box that's right is, that all, is that all base cards in there yeah it's all base cards i'm just flipping through a couple of rookies no one that i recognize but i'm just flipping through to make sure i didn't miss one or maybe the autograph maybe they put a sticker on the back of a card by mistake i don't know i'll have to turn them over but yeah, zero autographs in this in this particular box, which is very strange. Upper Deck's usually, as far as I know, and experience pretty good with hitting their odds. I mean, you miss them sometimes, but not from two to zero. So, yeah. All right, Ralph. You're up, buddy. You got some cards to show. I'm going to make you big. Before I forget, let me make you big. 
by putting you there first and then going to this one here. All right, there's Ralph, everybody. All right, so let's start this off. Robitaille Dominion Peerless. Luke Robitaille from Panini's Dominion. What year is that, Dominion? That one is uh, 2012. 2012. And, and just also, as far as this is the first time we're trying this, really, uh, well, the first time in two years, actually, that we're doing an episode showing cards for sale. But um, I just want to say that uh, it's really up to you guys if you want to put prices on these cards today or if you just want to encourage people to reach out to you if they're interested and you guys work on it from there. So I'll leave it at that. Thanks, thanks Ralph. Keep going. All right. So 225 on that one, Canadian. All coffee. Nice four break. 1314 Dominion. 150. This is a Canadian. Canadian prices from Ralph. Tracy McGrady. Game Gear National Treasures. 400. Nice looking card. Cujo. Stick side. 1314. I love the stick sides. That's Curtis Joseph. He's a Hall of Fame goaltender. So 280 on that one. Vince Carter Colossal. 1213 National Treasures. 200. Eric Carlson. This one's a tribute out of 10. From 17 to 18, the cut. 225. 225. You said that those I love those tribute cards. That's a nice patch too. 0607 tribute. Yeah. And we got a Dominion benchmark. Brett Hall. Hall of Famer 2011. So that's an on-card auto with a piece of stick. It is, yeah. Yeah. Cool card. 150 on that one. Kujo Limited logo. Oh, my favorite year of limited logos. 2012-13. 650 on that one. What a great design. It's out of 25. Oh, short print. They're yeah. usually out of 50. Limited logos are usually out of 50 unless they're short printed. Yeah, normally 25 and, and 10. Normally yeah. how they go now. Depending on the player, for sure. Gretzky's are always 10. Or 5, right? Last 08 or 09, Gretzky's out of 5. Is it 0607 out of five? Maybe. So 708. Oh, it's that's 07, right. Well, 607, he's out of 50, I believe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. And the last card for sale, Dominique Wilkins Contenders, 2012, 125. And then I just got two uh, mail day cards to show you guys might like. Yeah, let's see. Let's see what you're adding to the PC. Oh man, come on. Nice. Out of that is numbered out of five. Gretzky Messier dual signature material. What year is that from, Ralph? That one is from 1920. Oh, what a card. And I love how they're both wearing Edmonton uh, uniforms in the pictures, too. Wow. Yeah. How much? No, that one's just for show and tell. Oh, darn it. What a card. Oh. This one's out of 10. Short print, Steve Eiserman, limited logos, on gorgeous on-card auto. Like, I don't know how much ink he left in the pen there. <laughs> nice two-color swatch. What year is that one from? 1415. That's a beauty, Ralph. 
Nice I don't style, think man. I've seen that card before, man. That's awesome. First time, first time I I saw it, I was like, wow, this is this exists. I gotta get it. Nice. Very nice card. Very nice card. Thanks for showing it. And if anyone is interested in any of those cards, reach out to Ralph on Instagram at Wraparound Cards. Sports Card Stallion. What is going on, my man? Says Iser Plan. We believe. There you go. I mean, he's still he's in Detroit. He's the I think he's the GM in Detroit right now, isn't he? Yeah, he's the GM. I mean, Ryan Roddy wants to know: Does anyone have any Nikita Kucherov limited logos? Been hunting for over two years. Well, let you know if anyone on here knows of any, but uh, good luck on your hunt, Ryan Roddy. Definitely. Sc- a- Scotty Sports Cards on Instagram. He's a big Tampa limited logo guy. He'll have a bunch. There you have it, Ryan Roddy. Who's the, What's his name again, Les? Sorry. Scotty Sports Cards. There you go. Scotty Sports Cards. Thank you, peeps. Good to see you. Thanks for joining. Appreciate you tuning in to this inaugural episode of the Hobby Hangout. All right, who wants to go next? Showing some cards available. We got Sam, we got Amit, we got Joe. Whose hand goes up first? Put it up. Don't be shy, guys. All right, Amit. Amit beats you, Sam. And unless, Joe, yours went up, but I couldn't see it. I got my camera in front of your shoulders. I just see go your ahead, head. Joe. So, go sorry, ahead, guys. Man. Scott Scott C cards, not Scotty Sports cards. My bad. Scott C cards, uh, Ryan Roddy, if you're still there. Scott C cards. Jeff McMahon loves the Iserman. Uh, limited logos, Ralph. All right. So who got their hand up first? I think it was a meet. You sure? Joe, I'll be, I'll be Canadian here and let you go first. No, you go right ahead. Please. All right. All right. We have a Canadian standoff. Okay. <laughs> I'll go. Uh, you want to enlarge this? Yeah, yeah. Thank you for reminding me. Guys, remind me to make you big. I, I don't do this. Uh, I don't do this. Use this feature a lot. So I forget it's there. Hi, Amit. Look at you all Hello. big on the screen. You know what's funny? I'll tell you a funny story. So I'm 6'3", and I don't like when I see people taller than me. So the first time I met Jeremy, I was like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> anyway, that's a funny story with that. Then we came buds. Okay, so I'll go through a bunch of random cards that I had pulled for Expo. A lot of the pricing, just FYI, was around Expo time, which was, what was it, June? Yeah, it was in June. Of course, the markets fluctuate, so just let me know if you feel differently. So the first one is a Triptychs, Mario Lemieux. It's at a 20. Wow. Hard sign. And I have 425 on that one. What year is it from? That is from 1617. 1617 Trilogy. Triptychs have been around. They're there's something that you see year over year. So you're yeah. getting some sort of a, a bit of a, a lesser known insert set, but one that is building some equity. It is. And uh, the corner it's because it's die cut. It's really hard to get in good shape. Cool card. That's that one. And then for all the Edmonton guys that are going to win a cup next year, right? Edmonton guys going to win a cup. I've got <laughs> this uh, Zach Hyman cup rookie. He was excellent in the playoffs this year, by the way. Like he yeah. was their unsung hero. He was, and he couldn't get the notoriety for it. I'm just gonna let the camera focus a little bit here. So what year and how much are you asking? That one is have... I have 250 on it, and it's 1617 the cup. 1617 the cup, same year as the Austin Matthews uh RPA, yeah. which is out of 99, where that one is out of two the Zach Hyman's out of 249. Correct. And then I, I love inserts. So I have this one of uh, William Nylander. This is from the, uh, let me get the year first. This is 1819 Colors and Contours. This is out of eight. 
So that let me let me speak to this. And I, I I didn't expect to be jumping in on every card with you guys, but I just feel like I have to because I have things to say about these cards. And oh, that looks great right there. I mean, what I want to say about this is this is from MVP. MVP is like Upper Decks, one of their lowest end brands in hockey. Yeah. But they put out these parallels that are numbered out of eight. There's some that are out of 20. And if you and you can find them all over Com C, they are really cool. Yeah creative looking cards and if anyone out there is looking to build a collection or find a new set find a new project i would recommend you look at some of these you can they're rare cards they look really cool you're going to get them cheaper than you would if these were from the cup or sp authentic you know i always say just because prices have gone crazy in the last three years doesn't mean that there aren't great opportunities out there to collect some projects and those mvps colors and contours the various parallel levels and research to see what they are that, that those are some good options and i don't think i own i think i have one card i think of a i think i have a nathan mckinnon out of that set somewhere but like that's it so you know, okay. the one that the one that eight are amazing and the, the greenish parallel that cannot remember the year it's out of 20 and i think it's last year's mvp those are nice that's what i'm talking about um next up i have from uh you know you're getting old when you can't see the mice type anyways um give me one second here this is from eight 2018 splendor this is let it go a second there to focus or the other way that is it's borea salming auto out of five i have 350 on it and it's got the hall of fame inscription very cool. He's a guy that he's a player that uh, you know. If you're not, if you if you're not a, a hardcore hockey fan, if you or you're not a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, you may not be aware of Borier Salming. But let me tell you, he's an absolute legend when it comes to Toronto Maple Leafs history. One of their all time yep. most all time favorite players to ever don the colors, the the blue and white. So nice car to meet. Yeah, one of the first few players that he got cut up. Um, uh, across the space with a skate blade and got plastic surgeries. One of the first, one of the first players to do that in the '80s. So we got Steve Eiserman. This is from Panini, and this is an actual manufactured patch. It's from uh, Limited, and I've got 275 on it, 25. But it's actually on, like a lot of people like hard signs. It's on the fabric itself. It's pretty cool. And I'm gonna just try and fix it. So there it is. That's where it's getting there. Now I know I found a sweet spot. So there you go. That is a, that is a sweet spot right there. You you found it. There. Uh, this is one of my favorite players on a team I hate. I love him to death. and I, I wish he was a Leaf. Uh, I'm going to go with Patrick Kane. And this is uh, the... Uh, this is from... I'm figuring the name. Clearcut. This is from Upper Deck Clearcut. And it's an on-card out of 88. He's, he's such a sexy player to watch. I hate that team. Anyway, that's a different story. Well, he's also like the highest scoring American-born yep. player of all time, I believe. So yep. Patrick Kane is somebody that, and he played, he plays and has played for Chicago since his rookie year, 2007 yeah. 8. He's a he's an absolute stud. He's one of the best. He's got some I of the know. best hands in the league. Him and Captain Sirius, man. It's such a anyways. Um Kane, we've got uh, from the same set, Mark Andre Fleury hard signed. I was really hoping he would be a leaf. Anyway, they got 325 on that one. He's an absolute legend. Marc-Andre yeah. Fleury is a legend. Now, Les, Les uh, you might like this card. Let's see. Man, Les, like has it. Very, Les has exquisite taste. So this is from Under Glass. 
this is from Trilogy. Oh, it's, it's, it zoomed in. So this is the acetate cards under glass of Gretzky. They got 725 on that. These are really hard to get in good condition because they get scratched up. And then I've got the... This is a buyback from... Um, Upper Deck buyback. Sorry, I should have known that. Upper Deck buyback. This is the Lemieux one-on-one buyback. I've got 500 oh. on it. So I just want to say, what, what happened here was Upper Deck went onto the secondary market or maybe went into their archives, whatever, found cards that, that they either bought or never got packed out, had them autographed, and put them into a product called buybacks. And you got, I think, one autographed buyback card per pack, yes. which was a box, right? Yep. Now I'm going to switch gears a little bit just because uh, I have other sports too. I'm mostly hockey, uh, but I'll show you some other sports. So I've got... It's one of my favorite players growing up in the heyday of football. It's one of those where I looked at my collection, like, do I need it? Don't I need it? Do I need it? Don't I need it? Oh, hell, let's sell it. So Bo Jackson, oh. uh, by the letter auto. Um, he was a beast. He played baseball and football um, together. Uh, sorry, not together, obviously, but at the, uh, roughly the same time. But I decided that it's time to move on from this card. This is him as a Raider. So I have 500 on it. It's out of 15. What's and the year? Really of that clean. Is it SP game used? This is from SP Authentic. Yes. What year? That is 2007. All right. Is cool. that game used to meet or is that a manufactured patch? Let's find out. This is. No, it looks like it's manufactured and an authentic signature. Yeah, could you imagine if that was a game you off a game used jersey letter? Oh, like man. those are those are awesome when you get those cards. So I had that same discussion with Bo Jackson again. I decided to let go my SP authentic sign of the times from 2005. I've got 400 on it's an on card auto. Um, it's such a sexy card. And that I might is. put it back in my box if no one buys it. <laughs> that is a sexy card, man. I, I'm uh, Bo Jackson is signing at the National this year. I might oh, have man. to go. Yeah, I might have to go. Uh, I don't usually spend my card show time in the autograph uh, sections, but I might have to go meet him because I mean, who yeah. wasn't following his career in the late '80s? He was a beast. He was built like a tank. And anyway, um, and here's a cool one. So this is before Upper Deck made any cards of Ovechkin, um, Dr. Brian Price uh, from um, In the Game made In the Game used. And these are one of the first Ovechkin patch cards ever to hit the market. So this is a three-color Ovechkin. I've got 300 on it. And you can see like how young he is with his, his, uh, his Russian jersey on. Um, this one garnered a lot of attention at Expo when I had it. People would like walk by the display case and they walk by and say, what's that? Um, so I'm hoping that coffee table talk uh, works out to dollars at some point. And then I've got um, Ooh, another Mr. Hockey, Gordie Howe, Acetate, Under the Glass. I've got 600 on that. Again, these are really hard to get uh, in good condition. Oh, actually, that I should just hold it there. It's like perfect. Ah, That's, there we go. That is perfect. Um, I'll go a little faster because I don't want to take all the thunder here. Uh, I can't compete with less, so I've got to milk while I can get. Oh, you're you're showing crazy awesome cards, man. This is great. So I've got uh, this is from 0809 SP Game Use Hockey. It's a patch, a manufactured patch auto of Crosby. It's out of 50. 
This is supposed to spell his whole name. So you get C-R-O-S-B-Y. I have the C. The autograph is really little in there. Listen, I don't want to... I don't want to, I don't want to like uh, dissuade anybody from wanting to acquire that card for you. But those are some of my least favorite cards that come out every year. Are these little, these manufactured letters cards that don't have a picture of the player on them, and then a you know a squiggly little auto. I'm, I've just never loved those cards. But hey, I, I'm not trying to. Well, maybe I am trying to crap on your. There card. you are. It's okay. You're allowed to. Card. This is which is also why I'm selling it. It's not a PC card. And some people, you know, people want it. It's still, it's yeah. still got a Crosby Auto. Um, I got a Gretzky. These are from those. Um, this is from 2019. These are those uh, overtime, not not overtime packs, but special packs that give out uh, at the hobby shop. So I've got the Gretzky Auto from that. Um, I really like this. It's got the blue background and the blue borders. I just love the color of it. I have two of them. Decided to get rid of one. So this is the Auto of Gretzky. That's a gorgeous autograph. Is that on card or is that a sticker? That's a sticker. Yeah, I, th I thought I thought it was just by what it is, but it does. I couldn't tell from looking, and what a gorgeous autograph, nonetheless. It's such a nice looking card. Like it's just like I looked at it and I was like, wow, like it's it's really nice, like really well done. Well, One of so the better blue. cards I've seen. Yeah, very nice. A couple, uh, more, me, couple more. Couple more. We'll go faster here. Let me pick one. Actually, here, let me show you two more, and then I'll show you a PC card. One of you guys get ready to be on deck, uh, Sam or Ralph. So I got a Lourdes Gurriel Blue Jays BGS 9.5 from, um, I think it's a Mega Pack, a Mega Box auto of his. And I've got uh, another one I decided to, to get rid of, which is the McDavid SPX uh, auto at a 15. And that is from what year? That is 1718. 1718. And then I'll show you my one PC card. That I picked up recently. Man, I've got so many. Okay, you guys gotta pick a number. So fan them, fan, fan all of them, fan them. Let's see. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, fine. So there's the Messier Supreme. rookie SP. Uh, this is the uh, Supreme. I can't do oh. it this way. Here, Messier rookie McDavid. This is a sick card. Supreme patch out of fifteen. Ovi Playmakers Theater. This I'm one, on. there's a story for this, but I'm going to save that for a video. Um, and then Crosby Supreme. But really quickly, I literally chased someone for this card. <laughs> yeah, those are out of a. That's from 2012 Fleer Retro. It's it's a it's a it's paying homage to the '97, uh, I believe, Playmakers yep. Theaters that you had in in basketball and football. I don't think they did them for baseball. I know they didn't do them for hockey until 2012. And I'm a big fan of those fans of those cards myself. I mean, I've got, uh, I got, I got two of that. I got two of the, I got 2% of the print run actually. I, uh, I'm that one's going to PSA on the next sub, but that literally I had to, I chased someone. I never chased anyone for cards. I chased that one. Nice. Terrible. Very nice. All right, guys, we are, I wanted to go for about 90 minutes. We're already at an hour and 23, so <laughs> we can, go. of course, that always happens on my shows, right? It will always go way longer, but let's keep on going. We'll, we'll go, we'll go into overtime a little bit. Um, Ralph, you want to go? Oh, you went already, Ralph. I'm sorry. So uh, Joe or Sam, who wants to, who's ready to go? Whoever puts their hand up first and please put your hands up. Go ahead, Sam. Thank you, Joe. Let me know when you're ready, Sam. All right. There he is, Sam right, G. Guys. So 
I don't have all my cards here because I'm in the middle of a move. But uh, for those of you who know me, uh, you know I like my main PCs, limited logos. Um, so let's start off with uh, some uh, some limited logos. Are so these? This, is this show and tell, or, or are these available? Oh, these are available. These are available. Okay, right. so this is 1920, the cup, limited logos, the Brinkat. Can you guys see that? Yep, Alex DeBrincat, who was recently traded to the Ottawa Senators just on just a couple of days ago. Yeah, interesting. That's why you're selling it. That's why I'm selling it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Ottawa you know does some some really good things though, man. Well, you know what? Ottawa is a great card market. There's some yeah. great Hans is from there. Um, yeah. What's the name of his store? I mean, I. Uh, Game Breakers. Game Breakers is one of the best stores in the country. Is out of Ottawa, among others. A yeah. um, lot of great collectors out of Ottawa. Keep on. Let's let's see some more. Okay, so 06, 07, uh, I think is like one of the nicest years of the Cup. Got a beautiful uh, Lundqvist auto. Sorry, Henrik Lundqvist, a guaranteed Hall of Famer, longtime goaltender for the New York Rangers. I believe that's the end from his uh, from the jersey. Very nice. Do you have prices in mind on these? If, uh, this if, one, sorry, this one's four hundred. Okay, thank you. Okay, and then there's a uh, Ryan McDonough. He also just got traded, I think. Yeah. This is a buck twenty-five. Hundred and hundred and twenty-five, and we're talking yeah. Canadian. Canadian, Canadian, yeah. I'm in Canada, so and then we have a. 1112 uh, Sagan, limited logo. Tyler Sagan, currently of the Dallas Stars. Nice patch. Yeah, this one here is a buck eighty. And then I'll take it for a dollar eighty. Twenty twenty one upper deck premiere. Um, not sure why Washington got rid of these guys, but Vitek Vanacek. Rookie Premier. This Beautiful card, two. if I might say. So that's yeah. an on-card auto. On-card right? on auto. Yeah. Patch number that looks like out of 99. Is that what yeah. I'm seeing? Yeah, 99. Very cool. Thanks to Terry Fortune for telling me to make these guys big. I, I how This is so much better this way. This one here is a buck 50. Who did he get traded to? Uh, Vanacek went to... Oh my god. It's okay. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. Um 1617 SP Authentic. This is a crazy patch. A guy who gets no hobby, hobby love. Aaron Ackblad. Oh, what a gorgeous card. I love that year of the limited auto materials. What's this the number out of? Is that a hundred? This one's out of fifty. Fifty. So that's a short print. It's a yeah. semi short print. And it's got the like the mouth patch with the teeth. That's beautiful. What I love about the SP Authentic limited auto patches is that you well, basically you get a patch, you get an on you get an on card auto, you get a patch, and the design is always beautiful. Thank you, Jeff McMahon. Vanacek went to the Devils, guys. Hi, Orf. Thank you. And Tony Sin. Tony Sin makes the comment here. He says this session is easy on the eyes. Looks like the Ocean's Eleven cast here. Thanks, Tony. Thanks for joining in. I'll do that. Uh, 0910, uh, the cup, legend himself, Kenny Malkin. Thank, 
now can you I have to talk about this guy for one second, guys. Evgeny Malkin, he just signed a deal, an extension in Pittsburgh. And if he didn't, what would like his cards are still desirable because he stayed there? He's a he's a legend, he's a hall of famer. But could you imagine if he moved somewhere else? Like that, what that would have done to his hobby love? I think it would have hurt it immensely. There was there was no way he was moving. That was all fluff. Like you knew it. There's no way Crosby. They signed Malkin. That was just a big show. I was, uh, I was like, the day this guy's going anywhere, you can't get rid of Malkin. No, yeah, you but, can't get rid of. You can't get rid of. Yeah, Malkin. but Godreau ended up in Columbus, so they're that's because okay. That's another story. That's like for another topic. How do you feel about that, Jared? You know what? I I'm disappointed we lost him for nothing. But to be honest, and Goudreau, I love I've loved watching him. He got me out of my seat many times over the past eight or nine years. But at the end of the day, I do not believe he was going to lead the Calgary Flames to the Stanley Cup. So see you later. Nice having you. Listen. Now we need now you know the GM has his work cut out for him. We need to do some rebuilding and uh, and and go from there. I think what? we'll be fine in the long run. Might be some short term pain. But um, I'm okay with it, to be it honest. Makes, to me, honestly, just like short, it makes no sense why he would leave and he did what he did to go to Columbus. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. I just, it just, you know, you had a good thing in Calgary, a good young team, like just keep building and working at it. They gave him more money. It's just, it's obviously he didn't want to be there, which is like, it's, it's kind of like if I was a Calgary fan, I'd be like, like, oh, I'm. I'm li- you guys are gonna destroy this guy when you see when he hits the ice. Oh, I know. I'm it's listening gonna be to like. Sport, I'm listening to sports radio here in Calgary, and the the, the guys on the radio. Like, the fan base is sad. The word to explain to describe is they're not so mad as much as they're sad, and I think that's a legitimate response. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like your girlfriend broke up with you. You know, like it's like yeah. it's that bad. It's it's it's. Anyways, that's before, you go, before you go to the next card, yep. I want to so Mitch Mitch here says hard to imagine Malkin's hobby value going even lower. Probably the best value per award. I love that per award of any active player. Well said, Mitch. Yeah, Malkin is way underloved in the hobby for sure. Totally agree. Rich says SPA limited patch autos are great because the patch is smaller and allows for near full body shot of the player, which is very true. Very true. T dot seventy mil does a lot. It sure does. Sports card stallion says Korea once left San Jose. Well, he left Anaheim actually, right? Madonna once left Dallas. Malkin could have left, could have, but he didn't. He didn't. Yeah, Tony, Tony clarify. Yeah, he meant Anaheim. He meant Anaheim. Yeah, all, all good. All good stallion. All good. Okay, keep going. Keep going, Sam. All right. So this is another guy that I PC uh, along with Burry uh, for you that uh, don't know. Twelve thirteen, the cup uh, scripted swatch. Uh, Peter Forsberg. Ooh, Peter Forsberg. There's a guy who does get hobby love. Yeah. This guy was unbelievable, man. I hated him. Hated him. Why? He destroyed your team, the Leafs. When he was on Avalanche. When he was on the Avalanche, I hated him. Oh, my God, I hated him. This guy, he he was unbelievable. If he didn't have that foot injury, for this one here, 550. 550, yeah, no doubt. Mm. Great card, man. Great card. Okay, and this is uh, 2010 11 SP Authentic. If you guys haven't figured it out, I got a thing with SP Authentic, okay? Uh, Hedman. Victor Hedman. Yeah. Stanley Cup champion. Stanley Cup. This one here is uh, 150. 
I want to say one thing about Peter Forsberg that some of the non-hockey people watching may not know, but they may not be familiar with Peter Forsberg, but they're they're most likely familiar with Eric Lindros. And Eric Lindros was drafted by the Quebec Nordiques in like 1990 or something like that. And he refused to go play for them. He forced them to trade him. They traded him to the Philadelphia Flyers. And one of the one of the pieces they got back, and one of like six pieces they got yeah. back, one piece was like 15 million cash, which was a lot back then. But one of the pieces they got back was Peter Forsberg, who ended up having a better career than Eric Lindros did. So Peter Forsberg is no joke. Yeah, absolutely. I love the guy. 15, 16, UD Black. Here's another guy who was on the move. Oh, he Brett moved. Burns. Yeah, Brett Burns. Carolina. Carolina. Did you get that card from me? Possibly. <laughs> I, used to own, I used to own, I think, that exact copy. It's out of five, right? No, this one's out of out of ten. Out of ten. I out think I, 10. I owned one of those. Yeah. Beautiful card. Beautiful. I love it. Hard to part with. How much this you asking? 200. Fair. And then another beloved set of mine, the Panini Peerless. 2012. This is uh, good old uh, Bernie Nichols. Bernie Nichols. Good old Burns. Bernie Nichols got to uh, ride Gretzky's wing one, one or, for one or two years, and I think he had 150 points one year because of that. Yeah. yeah. SP to 25. This is uh, uh, 125. I'm pretty sure he got traded during an All-Star game. I'm pretty sure that was him. It was interesting. I remember back then. Anyway, right, go to the other side. Go to the other team now, right? From the east to the west. Yeah. You guys yeah, want to see some team. pickups? Yeah, yeah man. Let's see some pickups, some new additions. Okay, to your, uh, so I got two to show you. You guys are going to love it. 2012-13, the Cup uh, Foundation. They're both super SSP to five. Um, one has, I, I guess, there's blood all over the patches. They're both pretty incredible. And I don't know if this is going to do it justice, but uh, there's uh, Ron Francis oh. and Paul Coffey. Damn. Damn. Yeah, that's. Uh, you see that? I know blood? two people that would buy your Whalers one off you in, in a split second. Yeah, it was uh, actually Stammer was the first. Ralph Stamatis was the first guy to show me this card. I didn't even know it existed. And I was lucky to find one on eBay, believe it or not. And I was like, I jumped on it like immediately. Just a gorgeous design. That, that limited logo of Francis that you got from, from Dipsy McDangles also has blood on it too, eh? Yeah. Same yeah. jersey, right? Yes, it does. Yeah. I love, yeah. I love Joe's the only American here. And I don't know, Joe, if you follow hockey or not, but you're getting inundated with yes. uh, this the, is the hockey channel right now. Joe, Joe's a real beauty. Uh, when, when I show some cards, which I'll show soon, I'll show some basketball for all you basketball folks out there. Okay, so here's a couple more uh, limited logos that I picked up. There's uh, Dino Cicerelli and uh, Zetterberg. That's 0809. That's a very yeah. that's the only year that limited logos were vert vertically oriented. Yeah, and, they've been around. They've been around every year since 2005, six. So I, like 17 years of the cup or 16 years of the cup, and uh, only year it's been. Been vertical. Oh wow, that's a Jonathan Taves limit. Oh, Let me count the color. About 64 color card. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I got that one. And then I picked this one up at the show too. This is about the, the peerless. Oh wow. Uh, yeah. 
I so love for anyone out there who doesn't know, Jonathan Taves is like he's also known as Captain Serious. Yeah, he's that uh, he's got Stanley Cups, he's got Olympic gold, he's been a key contributor, but he's his he's really slowed down performance-wise, like production-wise over the last three or four seasons, but he's still a guaranteed first ballot Hall of yeah. Famer. Like you can't argue that he's just got too much success under his belt. Here is some PC items I've been after for a really long time. So you got uh, Curtis Joseph with the dirty patch, Sundin, honorable numbers, and the Sundin duel with Balfour. Sundin is a very hard card to get. I, these these two have been after for five years. I and the honorable a, numbers is out of thirteen. Thirteen, yeah. That's tough. Yeah, it's out of thirteen. This one's out of fifteen. Yeah. And then obviously the Cujo, which is a beautiful card. At nice Expo, I had two cup Sundine Sakic autos, the duels. They were in my showcase for all of 20 seconds. Oh, yeah. Here's another all beautiful right. set. You, Sorry, got it. you got something else to show? Yeah, I can go on for a while here, but. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> listen, when you when you open your car, um, glove box and center console, and you have nothing but cards filling there you know you got a problem like they're they're, <laughs> they're everywhere guys but you know hey, i say let's do, let's do two or three more here's another beautiful limited yeah. auto patch set both this set I, like a lot of them are sp to 10. this one is the psychic okay yeah four to ten and this is the brooder also four to ten he came for sale for sale during the same sale. You saw it last. I think we talked about it, didn't we? Yeah, it, and and it went for like I expected to go for a lot more, but anyways, I didn't get it. So if anybody wants to go ahead and show, go ahead. I'm good for now. Thank all right, you. thank you, Sam G. Oh, all right. Let's see. How do we? Uh, let me rearrange that. As I'm moving people around, are they moving around on your screen? Yeah. Hilarious. I'm trying to keep the order we had at the beginning. There we, there we go. go. There we go. All right. So who's left? Joe, I think Joe. you're the last person, and then I'll show some basketball, and then we're going to wrap up this uh, this episode. What do you got, Joe? And I just want to thank, uh, like, Les and, uh, and and Ralph, who've kind of been, you know, we're kind of taking turns. You, I, I appreciate you guys hanging out, being patient, and hope you're enjoying your time, even though you're not getting a ton of speaking time right now. No, uh, it's fun, man. Just happy to be watching. Awesome. Thank you. All right, Joe, let's go to you. Let me make you big. Boom. Thanks, Jeremy. Uh, Amit stole my thunder. I was going to have everyone raise their hand who uh, had Canadian citizenship so that we could understand what's going on here. Um, but uh, I would just start by saying, as uh, someone who does not collect hockey actively, it looks as though there are just tremendous values to be had. I mean, when I look at the kind of craftsmanship and art arts uh, factor of these hockey cards with the patches that are available and the autos, and I recognize these names um, that you guys are, are, are bringing up on the screen, it just seems like tremendous value. So um, I think uh, hockey is alive and well in the collecting world, and I know it, it, it it's going to you know continue to be a very viable asset and and extremely fun to collect. So um, to all hockey card collectors out there, um, carry on. 
yeah. Thanks, and, and bringing bringing in my own um, interests, which is somewhat limited. I did. Um, I, I'm not so much in the Rolodex of sales at this moment. I've I've been uh, kind of in a holding pattern myself, but I might show one or two cards that I've picked up recently and one or two that uh, I'd be willing to part with if if somebody's interested. But I wanted to start with my my main hockey card. This is my Gretzky. Uh, it is Opeachy, by the way, and it's uh, it's a BVG three um, because I'm uh, you know cognizant of the oil drop I, I made sure that the oil drop is at least well well placed reasonably so within the confines of a three um, no major creases just some uh, typical VG corners and uh, wonderful color saturation and uh, just a beautiful card so happy to have this in the PC and I thought I would show that off given um, the audience and and um, the collectors the, the the peers that I have around here and just also I just I just want to say just note how Joe described the card like that's a true collector describing a card that they are just proud to have I love it Joe thank you I also have to say uh, you used the word saturation beautifully I just have to say that <laughs> and it had to be Opeachy, right I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mess with tops when it comes to a, a Canadian icon well a, a hockey icon um the next card I wanted to show uh it was a little bit connected to uh, hearing that Jeremy was going to uh, rip into some golf cards. Um, here we have, and it's probably going to be a little hard to see, but this is uh, an on-card auto Tiger Woods card. Um, it's upper deck black, and, and you really just can't see the auto. Uh, maybe you can see it just a little bit coming up on Tiger's body here. Tilt it around a bit. We can't see it at all. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, there there you it, can see it on his on his torso it, it is really hard to make out which um is perhaps a you know a, a problem with the card aesthetically but um you know tiger iconic and um i actually uh graded this card somewhat recently and i uh you know i think tiger you know is just obviously beyond relevant to just a sport he's a cultural uh, icon and um you know in any case um but i wanted to tell a little story so uh i think it was justin vick a while back who mentioned uh sort of how how we utilize our collecting to kind of move forward in our own hobby pursuits um i live in northern california but i occasionally uh sojourn down to southern california and uh burbank cards um amazing rob ryan um the the whole crew down there uh they they're just doing such great things and so i went down to burbank um this would be my version of com c i i brought some cards that i was ready to part with and i had an idea going in of getting one big card um kind of consolidating in the spirit of of less who has such a sort of rare air collection um, and so, you know, I, I always want to do that, but it's it's easier said than done, right? It's easier said uh, to, to kind of think that's what I want to do, but to actually consolidate in such a way where you you come away with a, a, a card that you know has, uh, belongs in your PC. So um, the card that I picked up with a, a, a pretty significant amount of trade um, at Burbank there was uh, this card here. This is uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. It's a select card it has um a patch there 
hoping I can do this justice. Um, and Ronaldo's autograph there, it's a 10 card and a nine auto. Um, if you're familiar with Ronaldo in terms of his signing patterns, it's very, very challenging to get an on-card auto of Ronaldo. Uh, it just, you know, there may be a, a few eminence issues that uh, allow for that. So what you're really looking for is something that halfway represents his full autograph and not falling off the sticker. And I, I, I felt uh, strongly enough about this representation of his autograph to pull the trigger. And then you have a, a little more than a napkin. You can't quite see it here, but it's a little bit more of a, um, a, a sort of red swatch-like uh, uh, artifact from his uniform. Um, Portugal being represented there. It's numbered out of 20, and uh, I was very happy to walk away with this. Um, sometimes all you need is one significant representation of a player in your collection to mm -hmm. be able to feel like you've checked that box, right? So for me, that was uh, the Ronaldo card. Uh, on the heels of the Golden State Warriors winning um, a, a championship, I wanted to at least show most of my big banger cards, as Jeremy would say, are, are in the safety deposit box. But I did look around for a Steph Curry. I think he you know, got the monkey off his back, so to speak, in terms of the narratives of, um, you know, KD this, KD that, or, you know, the Warriors. And I understand as a Warriors fan that uh, not everybody can get on that uh, uh, bandwagon, but I did want to show um, one of my favorite Curry cards. This is a Noir Gold. Um, for those of you who collect autos, I, I really appreciate the gold um, pen. And uh, this one's numbered to 35. It's just a simple noir. This is a PC item. Again, um, not necessarily looking to sell it, but just something that I think represents um, a nice a nice addition um, to my, my Steph Curry collection. Another area, uh, I mentioned this to, to the guys beforehand. I do surf. And um, one of the icons of surfing, um, Duke Kahanamaku. Uh, this is a 33 Gaudi Sports Kings card. Um, you can see that uh, it's it's uh, protected in a Slab Strong case, which uh, our guy Tim with Slab Strong, I think he's at the uh, All Star Game right now, uh, working um, working tirelessly, moving around the nation. But uh, go Slab Strong! But also, um, I I just find this to be this issue as well as this particular person. I'm I'm actually in. Um, the hunt right now for a Jim Thorpe 33 Gaudi. So if anybody out there is uh, holding a Jim Thorpe, um, if you're interested in trading or, or selling a Jim Thorpe 33 Gaudi, I am very interested in that. And um, I'm also interested in as many of these Kahanamakus as I can get. He, Kahanamaku was uh, not only an Olympic swimmer, but also um, if you've ever been to Hawaii, you've probably... Um, at least seen some degree of, of his cultural influence there. He's uh, a native Hawaiian and um, a, a very renowned surfer. So, Very cool. And uh, just a couple more that um, might be up for sale. Uh, this uh, I had uh, graded recently. This is uh, Penny Hardaway Noise Boys, uh, graded nine, pretty low pop. If you're a Penny Hardaway out there, these uh, don't come up very often. So if you'd uh, be interested in trade or some sort of deal, feel free to reach out to me. Um, I, I am open to moving this. And uh, the Noise Boys, you truly have to hold in hand to appreciate fully um, what they're doing. They're just um, a, a tremendous cards. 
And if you want to reach out to Joe, guys, you can just notice the ticker has everybody's Instagram. He is Cali Dreamin, uh, eighty three, maybe eighty four. 84. Cali Dream. You'll see it on the ticker in a second there. Uh, there it's coming right now. Cali Dreamin 84. Want to say a quick hello to uh Colin Murray who just jumped on. Hey Colin, keep on. Let's see what let's see a couple more, Joe, and then we're gonna move along. Wrap it up. Yeah. So um this is uh, a Luka Doncic uh rookie card. It's a little bit off uh the beaten path. It's a startups. Um maybe uh Hoge out there can can uh vouch that it's a pretty low pop and uh i do have two of these so i'm open to um a transaction i think this runs somewhere in the maybe six to seven hundred dollar range but if anybody is interested in a, a a graded 10 luca um that i think uh has a lot of upside in terms of um growth and and maybe a little different than just your your basic prism issue i'm i'm uh, certainly open to offers i do have two of those that tends to be the kind of card i'm interested in selling the ones that i have doubles of so <laughs> uh last but not least i have a couple john wall cards here um uh both an immaculate and a, a flawless uh both on card autos i know john wall just got traded to uh the clippers so if there are any clippers fans out there that are interested in john wall um, these are quite nice on-card autos with patches, game used, and uh, issues that I find to be uh, pretty pretty important in the hobby, immaculate, and, uh, of course, flawless. Um, lastly, just uh, small, low-level pickups. Football season, it's sort of in the, in the hobby cycles, um, and, and as we lead into the national, I think people are starting to think about um, the NFL and... Uh, the the typical move of course is to go for quarterbacks that's one of the drawbacks i think of collecting football is that you're sometimes relegated but we were having a little conversation on clubhouse the other night um, about position players and a couple uh, players that emerged that we were feeling pretty positive about and that i just went ahead and pulled the trigger on on ebay one um derrick henry this is a prism blue shimmer numbered to 10 uh graded a nine very reasonable price but i think derrick henry um those of you who play fantasy football know um he he, he got injured uh maybe two-thirds of the way through the season but i think he has huge amount of upside and then um lastly again this is a, a little bit of a tribute to hoge out there um because i know he pcs this this was an extremely cheap card but um i went ahead and got it it's a blue disco christian mccaffrey prism so Again, uh, I think this one is numbered to 79 or something like that. Those are just what I'm picking up these days as we're as we're transitioning into different sports seasons. So thank you so much, Jeremy, and everybody's patience. Um, a lot of fun to show off some cards. Right on. Thanks, Joe. Good stuff there. Um, I liked your comment when you said that when you were talking about your uh, Ronaldo, it was the Ronaldo, right? And you, you've made the comment that, you know, sometimes you just need one piece to represent that player in your collection. And I don't know, that resonated with me because, you know, there's some, like, I can, you know, a lot of us, we can't get it. We can never get enough Gretzky or Mario Lemieux or Gordie Howe. But when it comes to a player who you don't really have a ton of nostalgia for, but you know that you respect their career, their accomplishments, and you want to have them in your in your collection... Sometimes one piece is enough. And if you find the piece you love, you buy it. And then if you see a piece you love more, well, now you can buy that and 
and and then move the one you already have and always you know that that's a strategy too right it's like well i don't want to spend a thousand bucks on this second card of this player but if i sell the one i have for six or seven it's only it's an upgrade charge of 300 and that's a good way to manage uh, your collection of players that you're not really pcing hard so appreciated that comment anyone before i show some cards and i'm only going to take a couple minutes anyone have any anyone on the panel have any comments based on what we've seen so far i'll yeah, let's hear it, Sam. It's not really a comment. I just, I would, if Les has his collection with him, it would be nice to see it again, like all the bangers. We're not going to have time. I, I, I agree with you. We're not going to have time for that tonight, but we can do it again in the future, Sam. Okay. But I don't blame you. Let And if you want to, you know, you can always go on his Instagram too, uh, Leslie Snipes. 187 if you really literally want to have to pick your tongue off up tongue up off the floor uh check out his page um anyone else have a comment before i show a few cards nothing i'm prepared to see the bookends of craziness we started with less and then we're going to end with you i'm just dying to see what happens here all right I, all right i'm going to make myself big there we go so i'm going to show some basketball cards i'm going to start with some michael jordans now i've been collecting jordan cards for I guess about four years, maybe three high three to four years. And I've never sold one. Um, that's not true. I did trade a couple away to get my Shaquille O'Neal PMG red at the national a few years ago, I think in 2019, but I do have, I've gone through them. I thought these are ones that I could live without. I don't love them as much as I did. And if I move them, I'm going to take these to the national with me, but I'll show you what is going from my personal collection to cards that are going to be with me as sort of trade bait at the national. Or if, if anyone here is interested, let me know. But uh, 1995, the Flare Hot Numbers, MJ and a PSA 10. This is a cool 3D card. And as uh, Jean McLeod from Arena Designs told me when I had her on the show, she designed this card. And apparently like her kids' birthdays are somewhere in there which is pretty neat. But actually, when I look at it on the camera, it looks even neater than it looks in person. I might actually want to not move this card just based on this moment right now. That looks so cool to me. There's that one. The 97 Topps Chrome Season's Best Refractor. This is a card I box. I just like the colors at the top of it. Cool, nice blue background, but a card that I'm just not in love with. Same goes for this, the Topps Generations Refractor, also a PSA 10. None of these are numbered. 95 Power Boosters. I do really like this card, but again, I, I have Jordans that I like a lot more. And it's one that I feel I could use as trade bait towards a, maybe another Jordan or a Ken Griffey Jr. or a nice Jerry Rice or something like that at the National. Jeremy, you're going to mention the prices? Oh, I don't really. Yeah. Okay. I do have some, I don't, I, I don't have prices on these two, so I don't okay. know what they are. I'm sorry. Okay. I just, I can't price them, but at the mint collective, I did have this out at 3,500, but again, that's the end of March. The world has changed. And I had this one at uh, 1500 at the mint collective at the end of March. Any any general range on that shooting stars, Jeremy? Cause we might not have, a, we might need to have a conversation about that. I don't have any, I do not know. I'm sorry. I do not know at the moment. Yeah, I'll have to look into it. At 1997, Top Stadium Club Triumvirate Luminescent. 
Shaq, uh, sorry, Shaq, MJ, PSA 10. This is a really cool shiny card. It's got like 96 corners on it. So the condition, it's one of the weirdest, most unique die cuts I've ever seen. I mean, look at look at all those jagged edges on the left and right. It's a pretty cool card, but it's one that I'm just thinking I'm, I'm going to take with. These aren't cards that I'm like dying to move, but they're going to be good trade bait at the National, I feel, because they're Michael Jordan. They're in PSA slabs. I've got the... Round ball, the, the round ball royalty refractor as well. This card I really do like. Um, it'll be a tough one. Like these are cards I'm taking, I'm gonna take them, but I'm only moving them if I like what I'm getting back even more. And then finally, the uh 1992 Panini sticker, Michael Jordan. I bought this off my friend Dave, and uh it's a KSA9, the can Canadian grading company. But look at this thing sparkle, it's really a really cool card, and he's just a, I don't know, cool, I shouldn't say card, a cool sticker. So those are coming with me. And then I've got a few other random basketball cards, a couple of Shaquille O'Neal's that everyone seems to love these row zeros. This is numbered out 150. It's a uh, Flare Showcase Legacy Collection row zero. I don't have a price on it. I just don't know the price right now, unfortunately, but it's going to come with me to the National as trade bait, as is the Molten Metal Fusion. I believe molten, sorry, molten metal skybox, molten metal fusion titanium. This is numbered out of 250. So it's got a bit of that platinum portraits action going on here with the laser die cut in the, it's hard to see here, but, and then of course a full body shot. This is a card I thought I loved, but I'm kind of over it. Star power Supreme. I actually like the plus is better. Kobe Bryant, star power Supreme. Again, I don't have a price for it. Um, and then I've got some basic chrome, uh, sorry, prism and prism, prism and tops chrome refractors, Vince Carter, PSA 10 refractor. These are all rookies. Uh, no price. Sorry, guy. I don't have prices on these. Dirk Nowitzki, tops chrome refractor, PSA nine. Allen Iverson, tops chrome rookie, PSA 10. Tim Duncan, tops chrome, PSA 10. LeBron James, Topps Chrome, PSA 10. Kobe Bryant, Topps Chrome, PSA 10. And Aluka, this is the card. This is the card that everybody refers to when we talk about this, this you know, this modern era, this ultra modern era, whatever we're calling it now. Uh, Luca Prism, PSA 10 rookie. I don't know, it was like 89,000 of these out there. Uh, so those are all cards that are, I believe, going to come with me to the national and uh we'll see we'll see what happens with them there if anything i have some hockey cards i pulled out as well uh i'm gonna show these um i don't think i have i apologize i don't have prices for all these i picked these out literally 10 minutes before we went live but i have a Connor mcdavid uh black diamond rookie autograph it's a sticker auto this card is numbered out of 125 so pretty rare game uh Game use jersey or no photo shoot jersey sticker auto, but a rookie card of Connor McDavid. This has 500 on it. This is a uh, national treasure. Uh, yeah, national treasures. Uh, Martin Brodeur, uh, frozen autograph on game use patch numbered out of 15. Really nice card. Here's an uh, Anze Kopitar prime colors, first year of the prime colors for 200. That's a game used piece. Uh, this is a mega. Mega Patch Premier. Uh, I know that um, my guy Ralph is going to like this one. 
but this is a Jager chest logo numbered out of 22. I've got 750 on that game used. And this is a Mitch Marner Toronto Maple Leafs stud 2016 black diamond uh, rookie card out of 99 with some diamond relics on it. And I have 800 on it, but that's probably too much at this point, although I'm not sure. And then lastly, a Splendor autograph patch or jersey. Is that patch or jersey? That I think is a jersey. Uh, Wayne Gretzky numbered out of 36. And I believe I have like twelve dollars or $1,400 on that, something like that. So there we have it. Those are the cards that I'm showing. I did. I do have a few new pickups. I'll show them next time because we are out of time on this episode. So let me just uh, find my mouse here. Put us back like that. And uh, I'm going to, guys, I'm going to quickly look at the comments here, see what's come in. Not too many in the last few minutes. Uh, Justin Vick, I appreciate that very much. Uh, Tony Sin, Power Boosters, underrated across the board. Yeah, I agree. It's a cool card. Justin Vick, I'm going to snag some whales. I hope so. I hope so. The Luca, yeah, the Luca 101 Black Prism, still not pulled or known. That's amazing. I got that's a million dollar card, right? It kind of has to be. And uh, Mitch, thank you so much, Mitch. Uh, we'll have you on the next episode of this. So, guys, I uh, listen. The first time, uh, I know that y'all had a lot of sitting around. I apologize for that, but I hope that you still enjoyed the the camaraderie and the experience. I know I certainly did. And um, and with that. Uh, I think we're done. What do you think? Anyone have any parting? You guys, if you each don't mind unmuting and just uh, letting everybody know uh, to say goodbye to the crowd and we're going to wrap up. Sam. I was just wondering when we're going to do this again. Yeah, well, we're going mean, to, the next time will be August 5th. Um, it's going to, we're going to sub a few guys out, sub a few new guys in. I'm going to keep it uh, fresh that way, but you're all invited back. That's for darn sure. Uh, so thank you, Sam, for taking part in this first episode of, uh, the hobby hangout thanks for having us thanks for having me on it's really uh it's really an honor it's, it's like hanging out with the boys man how can i say no it's amazing exactly right on thanks joe we'll go to, let's go to you we'll go in reverse order now appreciate everybody's energy presence and uh collections and thank you jeremy for hosting us um have a have a great weekend anybody going to the national have a blast and uh we'll catch up with everybody down the line. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Before we go to Ralph, I want to let everybody know that tomorrow on the regular episode of Sports Cards Live, our guest is Leighton Sheldon from Just Collect and Vintage Breaks. He's a 40-year hobby veteran, all-around great guy. Uh, come meet him tomorrow if you don't already know him. That's going to be a lot of fun. And then Sunday on Collectible Live at 7 o'clock Eastern, our guest is Brom Walker from Sotheby's. Of all places, Sotheby's to talk about how they are making the move into sports cards and memorabilia. All right, Ralph, what do you got to say? I just want to say I had a blast uh, during this time. I know it was a long uh, two-hour segment, but every minute counts. Absorb as much knowledge as you can. Every show is going to be different. And uh, yeah, as always, uh, looking for cards, Intel, and um, <coughs> for the next episode of sports, sports Cards Live. Thank you, Ralph. Thank you, Ralph. Less. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. You know, uh, two hours away from uh, kids crawling all over me and the wife buzzing in my ear. I'll take that any day of the week, man. It's good to have you, Les. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming out, buddy. Always good to see you. Amit. 
Hey, Jeremy and crew, thanks for uh, having me on. This was a blast or a color blast. Oh, sorry, I had to go there. <laughs> um, thanks for having me on. This is the first time I've been on a live show probably two, three months. Uh, there are reasons for that, which I'll get to on my own show, but looking forward to feel like I got my mojo back. It's so going to go back and do some shows in the in the near future. So come check me on a cardboard culture. Uh, and I'll see all you crazy fellows uh, again very shortly. Cardboard Culture on YouTube is Amit's Instagram channel. Make sure you guys follow all these guys on Instagram. If you're not yet, you can rewind and see all their handles on the ticker. And with that, this inaugural episode of the Hobby uh, the hobby hangout featuring oh less oh less Fe let's show it again show it again less show it again that, that, was, that was for ralph there this might be one of the ralph. best one of the nicest cards in the whole hobby right there steve eiserman monumental on card oh, auto god look yeah. at those patches i can beat that though i can beat that so <laughs> sick Shit, look at man. that okay now we're oh Look at that one. That is a beauty. That is a beauty. beauty Ralph. I had one of those. Love it. That is a beauty, Ralph. Mario Lemieux, uh, badge of honor, game use shield. Very nice. And hey, what about this? Everyone needs this. Hold on. Hold on. Right here. My, is, that pack is that pack pulled to me? Pack pulled. Uh, rookie card of me. Mine signed. And my nice. sign. I can sign from anybody you want. There you There's go. There's a signed copy. Ralph has a signed copy. All right, guys. I like that last bit less. Thanks for kicking that off. Great way. To, all right, guys. You you five hang tight. Everybody else, thank you so much. I'll be back tomorrow, 10 o'clock Eastern for Sports Cards Live, 7 o'clock Pacific. We'll see you then.